Welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast, where Charles H. Green, CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and co-author of the best-selling book, The Trusted Advisor, answers your questions and offers wisdom on how to build stronger relationships with clients and colleagues. Hi, everyone. It's Charlie Green again with Jason Gluskin, manager of The Mailbox. Jason, last podcast, we talked about what to do when a client thinks you're overpriced. I understand you got another pricing issue to talk about today. That's right, Charlie. Though this time, it's about an entire industry. Andrea writes in, Charlie, I work at a medium-sized tech services firm that sells projects, which range from $10,000 to up to a million dollars. There's a lot of competition in this space, and the whole IT space is changing. We see competition from very small and large firms, but one thing seems constant. The pricing is just cutthroat. There's no other word for it. Clients seem to hold all the power. If they think our price is too high, they just tell us there's another vendor who will do it cheaper and we have to cut our price yet again. I'm not in senior management, but I see this all the time. It's stressful for everybody across the board. How do you have a decent business when no one trusts you around your pricing? Jason, I'm going to give a longer than usual answer to this one because I think it's important to really lay it out. Andre, when you see an entire industry suffering endemic price cutting, it's tempting to say you have a price problem. But the better way to see it is there's an absence of perceived value. When clients don't see value, they default to price. That's true in any industry. Now, this is a multifaceted problem, but let me focus on just one specific thing that your firm can do in a case like this. And this works for a solo consultant as well as for a 100,000-person firm. That one thing is have a pricing policy. What you're describing is what happens when a firm doesn't have a pricing policy. You quote a price, and the expectation by the client is that that's just an opening gambit. They think the rules of the game are that they should counteroffer, use threats, push back harder, drive it down as much as they think they can get away with. What you're describing is a naked emotional power play. Or, as Winston Churchill famously said, we've established what you are, we're now just haggling about the price. One way out of this mess is to simply state clearly a pricing policy and the basis for exceptions. The form actually doesn't matter. You can quote time-based fees, hourly, daily, weekly, run rate. You can quote fixed cost fees as long as it's backed by a coherent costing approach. What does matter are the exceptions that you explicitly allow for. Classic exceptions include volume discounts, silver, gold, platinum tiered pricing, small business and nonprofit pricing structures, geographic market pricing. The point in all these cases is to stick to the policy. Of course, that means you have to be willing to walk away from someone who won't play ball. But it turns out that's not nearly as hard as people think, and for a variety of reasons. Here they are. First, in a cutthroat pricing market, clients have no idea how low you will go because no one has ever set boundaries. A simple act of clarity changes the discussion. You can haggle at a used car dealer, but you can't haggle at the Apple store. Why? Because Apple simply insists they don't do that. They have student discounts, they have bundling discounts, but that's it, and we don't question it. But that's not all. Having a policy gives you the ability to say, well, that's what we charge Oracle, and they they pay it. That's very powerful. Who's going to argue they deserve a better deal than Oracle? And that's not all. If you actually have a pricing policy, this allows your buyer to go back to his or her boss and say, well, they've got this policy. And that changes the internal dialogue at the buyer. It's no longer go back and push them harder. It becomes about discussing your policy and whether or not they can qualify. 
There's an irony here. The harder you stick to your stated exceptions, the more seriously the client takes your policy. You know, wow, these guys actually mean what they say. And even that's not all. Many buyers just want to be able to say they got a fair deal. Without a policy, they have nothing to go on. In fact, they're left suspiciously wondering if they got the best deal possible. With a policy, they're in a position to say, well, no one got a better deal than we did, given the circumstances, and that's powerful. Finally, if you're afraid of others cutting their price below yours, take some comfort in this. The cost structure in most consultative businesses is far more price competitive than the rates are. Think about labor markets, for example. This means if you're going to lose money at a certain price point, so are your competitors, which in turn means any below-cost quotes are unsustainable. You can explain this point to a client and make the case that if they go with the below-cost vendor, they'll be back to the bargaining table on the next deal with a higher price. They'd be better off with a consistent supplier at fair prices than they would be constantly changing vendors on a price basis. And by the way, consider that the few clients who do constantly price shop and change vendors are really not the kind of clients you want anyway. Let your competitors have them. So, a pricing policy alone won't fix a cutthroat industry. But, if you're trying to compete on price in such an industry without a pricing policy, you're just participating in your own demise. Go get a policy and hold to it. You've been listening to the Trust Matters Podcast with Charles H. Green. Send us your questions about trust, relationships, and business at podcast at trustedadvisor.com. And visit trustedadvisor.com for tons of free articles, videos, and more.